Hello, ladies. We would like to welcome you to our Goodness and Gracious podcast. It is our desire for this podcast to help women to grow and be strengthened by taking the Bible and laying out God's plan for our lives. Now, throw in some laundry. If you have kids at home, send them to their room. Grab a cup of coffee or your favorite drink because it's time for just you and God. Oh, well, and I guess us. Now, let's dive right in. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to our podcast, our Goodness and Gracious podcast. We are talking once again on fear. It's just what we need. We need not fear. I am Renee. And I am Christy. And we hope you enjoyed our first session on fear. And we are just going to go ahead and dive right in. So last time we talked about um, fear and how it's something that we shouldn't have. We talked about um, different types of fear. Uh, we talked about a lot about Callan and him being afraid um, of the wind with good reason because um, the wind's not been very nice to him. And how some things um, some people are afraid of. And where I may not struggle with that, you may struggle with it. We also brought up how the Bible talks a lot about um, fear in, in both aspects. You know, it's it seems about as clear as mud because fear is something that we should have and fear is something that we shouldn't have. So I'll, a lot of times that gets confusing for people. Right. Well, in the Bible, it, it is there is a command. Do not fear is in the Bible. So we it's a commandment that we need to heed to. That's always easily done. Depends. <laughs> um, I've got in my notes, how do we handle fear? Um, one, ask for God's help in First Peter 5 and 7, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. And two, take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ, which is Second Corinthians 5.10, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So yeah, there were some scriptures that um, we read at the very end um, of the last segment, um, and I'll just go over those. Um, so Psalms 56.3 says, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Psalms 34.4 says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Joshua 1.9 have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Psalms 23, 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And then Matthew six thirty four. Take, therefore, no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. I think that goes along with the last thing that you had to, you had just said. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a battle every day. It's, it's, a, it's a battle in your mind is really where it's at. And that's where you need to let the Lord take control. I, we might have hit it on our last one or whatever, but basically, you know, an easy way to try to fight that battle is prayer, um, listening to Christian songs or getting yourself busy and just trying to worship in your mind with the Lord, you know, to try and fight that fear away. But it, for me, it's, it's kind of a battle every day in my mind. Right. And we, we also discussed, um, fear is 
the we have a fear of things when we have not settled those things in our heart. So there are certain things that I've settled in my heart that I don't I don't have a fear of. Um, but there are other things that I haven't settled in my heart. And that's really hard for me to admit to because I don't want to have a fear of things. I want to be able to rely on him. I want, you know, I want these scriptures to resonate with me and be like, yeah, this is exactly where I'm at. However, I'm not, I'm not there yet. So is there a good fear? We talked about, you know, how fear is not good. Um, It's not good to have those fears. Is there such thing as a good fear? The answer is yes. Sure. (laughs) The answer is yes. It is the type of fear that if we are obedient, it will tear up our insides. But if we are following him, it brings peace. What? What? I mean, peace from fear seems a little suspicious. (laughs) It can happen. Peace that passes all understanding. So Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 9.10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 3.7, Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. And then Psalms 34.9, Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. I know it's it's hard to understand to maybe someone that's not, you know, read a lot of scripture. Maybe they haven't been in church for very long to think that this is okay for me to fear, but this is not okay for me to fear. So where do I find that happy medium? I'm not sure about you and what that does for you. Um, but reading through all of this gives me a peace. Right. Um, it, it gives me a peace because the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Knowing who he is, reverencing who he is, that's the beginning of knowledge. So it takes this fear, and we are attributing what our definition of the word fear is to that, um, to be able to um, fully understand and comprehend, which we cannot do that, but who he is. So if I, when I start, begin to understand who he is, the fear of that, the reverence of that is what's going to bring wisdom. So these are types of fear that are more of a full-on reverence than of being scared out of your wits. Um, it, and it's hard for us to to understand that, I think. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to explain. <laughs> it is very hard to explain. When I'm telling Kaysen, um or Callan um, that he doesn't need to be afraid of the wind, but he needs to be have a fear of God, he, it's very hard for him to understand that. And it's very hard for an adult to understand yeah. that. But... It like it like it like I said. It's more of a full on reverence than being scared of our out of our wits, and and it's hard for us to process the two difference in the meanings of that word. Right. So in giving him the full on reverence that he deserves, knowing full well 
that he is the God of the universe and the creator of everything. Surely he knows every detail of his creation. He knows everything about us, everything that can go on, everything that will go on, everything that has gone on. That's kind of scary, ain't it? (laughs) It's very, very scary. And yet brings peace. Reassuring. He still loves us. Yes. (laughs) In spite of all my faults and failures. And fears. (laughs) Yeah. And fears. That's what we're talking about. Yes. (laughs) So the thing that most stuck out to me when I first got saved and is still a very real part of my life today is that I didn't have to carry the weight anymore to know that the the God of the universe had control of it. Um, I used to think that I had to take care of everything. I had to be in control of every single situation. I had to plan for every single thing. And I'm still that way um, a little bit. I have a plan of action in mind for every single thing that I go through. Um, anything that brings me the, the slightest bit of fear, I have a plan of action. But to know that it no longer was my responsibility, that I did not have to worry about that. I did not have to control things. They weren't out of control. They're never out of control because he has full control. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Well, that's how he made you. You know what I'm saying? We are fearfully and wonderfully made. He knew how he was going to make us, how we were going to be when he formed us in our mother's womb. So it's not caught him by surprise how we are as far as wanting to handle things, you know, in our own way or like you said, have a flight plan or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, A fight or flight. Yeah. So, but I think it's, I think it's um, about balance. So he knows exactly how we are. He knows exactly how I am. I'm a planner. I like to have um, an escape route, I guess is what you would call it. Um, A second plan, a plan B. Um, If this goes wrong, then we're going to do this. So he knows fully how I am when it comes to things like that. But, and I don't think that he, he wants me to be completely different than that. But I feel like he wants me to find balance in that. So what are some things that I can be responsible for um, and not let fear completely take control? So he's got control of the situation and then I need to adjust how I react according to his full control of the situation. So in not having to carry the weight anymore, the weight of sin, of course, was gone. But it was something much deeper than that. I didn't have to be in fear of not being in control any longer. All I had to do is be satisfied in and with him. He would take care of the rest. All of those details were now his. Not that I ever really had any control over anything anyways. Well, I think one of the things we really just need to ponder on day after day, minute after minute, second after second is he's in control no matter what. If we fear, we have no control. If it's a good fear, we have no control. If it's a bad fear, we have no control. God is in control of everything. And if we would just keep that at the forefront of our mind, that no matter what comes, no matter what goes, no matter how we feel or anything, he's in control and he knows what's best. But unfortunately, our flesh gets in the way and it wants to take over 
And then we kind of just lose sometimes all sight of what's really in front of us, you know? Right. I agree with that 100%. And one of the things that, um, the fear that we should not have does is rob us of time. So how much time have I spent on, uh, worrying about things that I should have never, I've wasted so much time and so much effort and yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So much effort. Um, so much energy has been wasted on, um, worrying Mm -hmm. and fearing about things that I never had any control about in the first place. Right. But I love how he brings us back to him. Um, if we are willing, he will bring to the forefront of our mind, his promises. He's, he will be faithful to bring us back to him, lead us to um, that focus that is supposed to be on him. And then we can begin to let him worry about the details that are, that are in his control and are really only his details to be in control of. That's like what you were just saying for the last two years with my sickness and stuff. If I would have just completely gave it to him from the very, very beginning and not worry day in and day out about what's going to happen, this and the other, how much more happier I would have been each day or been able to handle it a little bit better than what I did and not have the worry and the fear and the doubt and everything else. But unfortunately, my flesh got the best of me. (laughs) I think that we're all guilty of that. I think one of the things that hurts me the most about when I do things like that is what I've robbed the others, the other people around me of, you know, Um, I rob my kids, my husband, my grandkids of me being happy and me being joyful and me being, you know, willing to give that to God. I rob them of that. And that's the part that hurts the worst. I think I always got aggravated at myself when I got into that shape after it was all said and done. I'm like, Oh, what in the world was you thinking? (laughs) If you just, just like on my notes, this is becoming one of my favorite Bible verses that um, Philippians 4, 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. If we would just memorize that verse and just really think about all the truths that's in the Bible that he will take care of us. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. He'll go with us all the way. And he's there holding our hand. He's there lifting us up. He's there loving on us, giving us mercies every, they're new every morning. If we would just think on those things every day, life would be so much easier. Yeah. But it's like, I'll sit at home just like yesterday morning. Yesterday was Christmas morning. Well, probably won't be your yesterday when you listen to this, but on Christmas morning, <laughs> I was sitting there, I was not feeling good. And knowing I had to go to my mom's, and I was sitting there, I just started crying. So it must have been just one of those emotional days. I don't know. But I'm sitting there crying. I thought, Lord, you know, I want to have a good day, you know, this and this. And it's like, if I would have just tried to just not even let it creep in my mind and just went about my day, you know, and not even worried or bothered with these things, I still prayed about it. It's not that I didn't pray about it, you know, and I think God wants us to talk to him. But I guess I'm to the point of, I don't think he wants to hear us whine all the time and complain. You know what I'm saying? Just like Josh, the song that he wrote, I'm too blessed. I've got all that I could ask for. And God still pours out more. I'm too blessed to complain. But why is it as Christians, we still complain? Mm -hmm. 
And and I'm like that every day, but it, it's just, I get aggravated at myself once I get to that point. And I think, what in the world? I just want to smack my face against the wall. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? <laughs> yep. I'm sure you ladies are out there thinking, yeah, Banging that sounds head. just like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are just trying to be real with you guys. Yeah. This is pretty much how we live. We're, we're not holier than thou or anything, you know, behind these microphones that you are listening to. We are, we are real. We have a flesh. We are women. We have emotion. We have fears. We have doubts. We have worries. It's just learning how to cope with them day in and day out. And that's pretty much where I am in my life is just trying to cope, you know, how to cope. What do I do? You know, read the Bible, read your Bible scriptures that, you know, maybe it comes to your mind or something when something comes in that you're starting to get frustrated with or worry about, it's like, Lord, you know, I can't do anything. Worry and, and fear and doubt is right here in front of me, but it's not going to change circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's just going to hurt me in the long run. Even hurt me physically, you know, stress does crazy things to your body. Yes. So you're in control. I'm going to leave it here at your feet. Have at it. Thank you. I love you. You know, amen. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it is easier said than done, though. Yep. Don't get me wrong. I, I tried that. And then I go back, I pick it back up, you know? And that's that's just the nature in me, I guess. Maybe as a parent or a wife or whatever, you just you just want to fix, like you said earlier, you want to fix things. Yep. Well, it's not in our realm to fix things all the time. That's where God is supposed to come into play and say, hey, look at me, you know, I'm here. If you would just come to me and talk to me, ask me, pray to me, you know, love on me, <laughs> you know, yep. I'll help you with this. Yep. And I think it's where a lot of my problem was the last two years. I mean, I am thankful that I've went through all of what I have went through because if it wasn't been for that, I wouldn't be where I am today. God has really molded and changed and shaped me into, and I've got a long more ways to go. So how, what he's going to do with me in the next few years, I have no clue. But if I would have just learned from the beginning, though, it probably, the process would have probably been a whole lot easier. I'm the one that made it hard on myself. If that makes sense. Well, I don't know if this even goes with fear, but this is just what's on my mind. I to think say. it does. I think it, it goes with fear more than what we realize. And, but here's the thing: even when we're, even when we feel like we're failing, he's still going to use that. You know, it's still going to be a part of your growth. It's still, you know, everything that we do is still going to be a part of our growth. The the key though is to actually be growing from it and not moving backwards. You know, in Sunday school this morning, we were talking about prayer and um, we were going over the model prayer and we were talking about why it's important to pray. Um, You know, and we teach, you know, Jamie and I teach the five and six year olds. So it's always... God bless your heart. (laughs) (laughs) It is always enlightening to find out why they think things are important and what they think is important. And um, so they they are fully aware that um, praying is talking to God. And one of Callan's questions this morning was, he said, I pray to not have nightmares, but I still have nightmares. And, and I just, you know, kind of tried to explain to him that God loves it when you talk to him, mm-hmm. loves it. That's what he wants. He wants you to talk to him. 
you know, the God that we serve knows everything about us and knows exactly what we need. So why in the world do we have to tell him what we need? Well, it's because if I sit next to you every day and I don't talk to you, I don't get to know you. Mm -hmm. He wants, he wants you to know him. And although he knows you, he wants to know you more, you know? And so in explaining to him, why he needed to pray and why if he prayed about this, was it not answered? Um, we can't explain that. And I said, maybe instead of having five nightmares, you prayed, now you only have three. Whatever the case may be. But I do know one thing for sure, that God loves it when you talk to him. Mm -hmm. So this is what's making you grow, bringing you back. If you didn't have any nightmares, what would you talk to him? Would we talk to him if we didn't have um, whatever our problem is? It may not be nightmares, right. sickness. If we didn't have it, would we be talking well, to him? Well, as you're speaking, it's just like a hammer just hit me right square in between the eyes thinking, because all along it's like, what am I supposed to be learning from this Lord? What am I supposed to be learning yeah. from this Lord? And I'm that one that says God showed me or whatever, but it was just like a light bulb went on or somebody hit me with a hammer. That right there. Because if you wouldn't have been sick... You wouldn't, you wouldn't have been talking to me. Yep, exactly. As a pastor's wife, yes, I prayed. But over the last two years, I probably prayed more in my lifetime than ever. You know what I'm something saying? Something that close to home, something yeah. that hurt, and something that's yours. Maybe that's why I've been going through the last yeah. two years of what I've been going through is because he wants to hear from me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> sorry about my blubber. <laughs> <laughs> And that was when I actually, when we were talking about prayer this morning and we were talking about that um, and talking with Callan, I was thinking about the things that you've been going through, the things that I've been going through, some of the things that we know that other women in the church have been going through. This is the reason why he wants yeah. to form that relationship with us and he knows what we need, but he wants us to come to him. Right. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You That's know? showing us he loves us yeah. still, you know, and how precious is that? That he, yep. like you said, he wants to get to know us. He wants to hear from us. Yep. We're, we're his daughter. He wants, you know, my dad loves it when we come to visit or, you know, I'm sure we talk on the phone or whatever. He doesn't have texting, so we have to talk on the phone, <laughs> but I'm sure he loves it. Well, that's the same way with our Heavenly Father. I'm sure he loves it when we come to him. Yep. Not always in asking, but maybe just in thanking him or just giving him praise or just saying, Lord, I love you. I mean, throughout your day, it doesn't have to be a five, 10 minute prayer every time. It can just be a few seconds of Lord, I love you. I thank you. Amen. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's still, you're praying to him and he gets to hear your voice, you know? Yep. So we've been talking with um, the kids in Sunday school about prayer. Even before this, we were talking about it. One of the things I like about um, my Sunday school class and how they're growing is we do uh, prayer requests in prayer every, every Sunday school. And each one gets a chance to put in a prayer request. Um, they are getting to the point where, because we learned about different types of prayer. We pray over our food. We have worship prayer. Um, we have intercessory prayer. We pray for somebody else. Um, we have prayer where we're asking for things for ourselves. Um, but we also have prayer where we're thanking him just for everything. Mm -hmm. And... They're starting to 
include those in their prayer requests. Um, I just want to thank God for this. And I just want to thank God for that. That does my heart (laughs) wonder when, when I hear them say they're not asking for this, they're, they're wanting and, and they're learning about intercessory prayer where they're asking for prayer for other people. I really like that Mm -hmm. too. They're not asking for things for themselves. They're asking for things for other people. That's key. So I got to thinking about um, the things that I fear and the things that I spend my time fearing um, and how I waste that time. And I was just thinking about this just came to me. Um, I was thinking about Laurel. I just lost a friend in a tragic accident. And I'm thinking about that day. It was a tragic car accident. And that could be me. That could be you. Mm -hmm. That could be anybody that we know. And I wonder what Laura would say to me today. You know what I'm saying? Would she say, "You're, you're wasting too much time on your fears and not turning them over to God? And I think that, I think that she would, I think she would say, don't waste your time. Because you don't know when it's going to be right. <laughs> your time to go. And it was her time, you know. And I think that everything that maybe she had feared, she would say, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Just let God take control. Let him have his way and just trust him. Mm-hmm. Life would be so much smoother if we would just trust him no matter what. <laughs> yes, it would. Well, ladies, I think that's going to wrap up our segment on fear. Um, we, I have greatly enjoyed it. And I think, as you can tell, Renee and I both have learned some things about ourselves. <laughs> it's been kind of a eureka moment um, for both of us here and there in both, both segments. Um, we'd like to thank you for joining us and um, hope that you will join us again next time. We don't have a direction in where we're going quite yet, um, but like we had said previously, we're we are going to work on coming to you guys twice a month. Um, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for you, but it's it's good therapy for us yeah, anyway. So um, we hope that it's a blessing to you. And um, maybe we'll be bringing on a guest next time sure. to, to talk with us. So I've had fun. This has been a good one. Yeah. Hopefully it's helped you guys. It's It's helped me. I mean... <laughs> It's a learning process and we're all learning this together. So that's the good thing. But yeah. All right. Thank you, ladies. And we will see you next time on Goodness and Gracious. We thank you for joining us for our Goodness and Gracious podcast. We pray that this was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more information about our women's ministry we have to offer, or you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sandhillfwb.com slash women. We hope you will join us next time, and until then, we pray God blesses you with his goodness and gracious.